This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week we're heading all along in the water tower. (laughs) My brain keeps filling it in with watchtower every time and I'm always surprised to read water instead. (laughs) Now it says in Wikipedia, it says all along in the water tower. What oh. does it say on which is not a pun, really? No. Um, <laughs> does it say, which is why I just sang all along in the water tower? What does it say on Amazon? All along the water tower. Ah. <laughs> so, that it, so that it actually makes sense, you know? <laughs> <laughs> These titles on Wikipedia, they're playing fast and loose with accuracy. Last week, we lost the pun with Don't Strand, so Man. close to me being called mm. Don't Stand. <laughs> Now we have all along in the water tower, which doesn't even make sense. <laughs> they really just, the wheels really came off these uh, episode descriptions the further they went into the series. <laughs> well, now I am going to read the Wikipedia blurb. Mm. However, it is super spoilery at oh. the end. Should I include the spoiler? What do you think? I mean, it's probably something quite predictable, is it? I don't know if it is predictable. Oh, okay. From the very start. Interesting. I'll I'll do a dot, dot, dot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Liz is swapped with dates after her comments are heard over the intercom. Swapped with invitations to dates. Yeah, yeah. One of her comments is, she's still interested in Todd. <laughs> I mean, not really. No. <laughs> Winston encourages Todd to go after Liz. But is it a good idea? Question mark. I mean, that's accurate. Yeah, fair. Jessica dates Brad, who turns out to be dot, dot, dot. Fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Okay. See why I I did a little edit there? I do. No, I see that now. Yeah. And I I concur. Yes. Good choice. (laughs) (laughs) Can you share the uh, uh, official, I suppose, Amazon Mm. blurb? I can indeed. And it is simply, Liz accidentally says what she likes in guys over the PA system. Straightforward and to the That's point. That's it. Straightforward. You never get a B plot with these guys. It's like you're getting A plot, <laughs> you're getting one sentence, and then you fuck off. <laughs> They're all, all business over on Amazon. It's not even a long sentence. Like. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're not hanging around. <laughs> well, we begin at Sweet Valley High and Winston is uh, inviting Dodge to dinner a dish is a business dinner because even though this scene takes place in school, lest we forget 
Winston has a full-time job as a diner manager. At this stage, I'm just so relieved when he turns up in the like the the Sweet Valley High, like high school scenes set in school, because I'm just glad to see he's still in school. But I'm I am very worried about his work-life balance. Um because yes, it turns out that it's his turn to host the restaurant manager's meeting. Uh, so he's invited Dad to come along. Like he has enough going on. Stop giving him more responsibilities. Um but yes, apparently the theme uh, for tonight's meeting is fun with fun with fish sticks. I mean, who doesn't love a fish finger? Which is what we call fish <laughs> sticks on this I side know. of the Atlantic. And I have to say, when you think about it, calling them fish fingers is really kind of weird and horrible. And fish sticks <laughs> makes way more sense. <laughs> but if anyone's looking for something to make for dinner tonight, if you go to the Guardian and look for their fish finger katsu curry, it is a treat. Oh. So there you go. You get you get cooking rec- recommendations from this podcast. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, so yeah, I I want to know what the other restaurant managers think when they turn up. When there's this like schoolboy. <laughs> I mean, seem to have a problem when it when fucking Mesquite Pete turns up and starts bullying Winston and stealing <laughs> shit out of his restaurant. So maybe they're all as malicious as that guy. <laughs> Good point. So uh, Todd turns down this enticing invitation to a business <laughs> dinner uh, because he's asking Liz out on a date. Um, and when Winston, you know, pushes him, he says that it's not a date date, but it sure sounds like one to Winston. It very much does. Yeah. Because Todd insists that he's trying to keep things low key because him and Liz, as he puts it, are kind of starting to be friends again. So he doesn't want to like rush her into anything um but yeah Winston's very skeptical about this because he's like okay but you're having dinner alone just the two of you and he's like okay so where are you not having this date uh and Todd reveals that he's booked Le Petit Bistro um so Winston is like yeah this is definitely a date date I hate to break it to you but like that's what's happening here (laughs) so um bear in mind by the way listeners Todd has not actually asked Liz yet but he's made all the plans he's booked Mm -hmm. Le Petit Bistro um but he tells Winston he's he's not sure Liz is ready for a date date. And uh, Winston is basically like, well, you know, give it a try. And if it doesn't work out, come over for fish sticks. <laughs> yeah, because Todd kind of cuts him off and he's like, I know, I know. If it doesn't work out, it wasn't meant to be. And he's like, no, come over. We'll have some fish sticks. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> the meal of champions. <laughs> well, we pan over to Enid, uh, who uh, tells Liz she's pl- she's got loads to do before the... Big Rollins reunion party. Yeah, there's a huge family reunion happening that weekend. Uh, and Enid has such a big to-do list going on. She has to make Rice Krispie treats, buy party hats, order chewing tobacco. Hey. So she she sighs that it's a good thing it's only Tuesday. <laughs> but Liz says, um, Enid, it's Wednesday. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, this means Enid has to do the school announcements because I guess she does it every Wednesday. We've just never heard her before. Yeah. I mean, why not? Um, so Liz goes with her into the, I mean, I don't even know. It's, is this like some office that's devoted solely to like talking over the intercom? Because that seems to be the only purpose of it. Um, and Enid tries to persuade her uh, to Liz to come to this family reunion, but Liz isn't so sure. And Edith says she could bring a date. And then she puts her cuddly toy backpack <laughs> on the table and on the button that switches the microphone on. Oh no, disaster. Uh, yeah, so 
we kind of cut to a classroom. Uh, we can see Todd in there as well, but it's basically like a whole classroom. This like intercom is now on for the entire school to hear. So it cuts in just as Liz is talking about this guy called Jake. Apparently, Enid says that he's always asking Liz out. So when it actually be, like is broadcast, they can everyone can just hear Liz saying, "Yeah, Jake's really nice, but his hair is always so perfect." Um, you know, I hate that, and it is it is quite a funny little sequence because yeah. we, we're kind of cutting back and forth between the two of them and the microphone, yeah, and then the classroom that Todd is in. And when she says that about this guy's hair being perfect all the time, all the like jocks in the classroom and behind Todd are like messing up their. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, as the sequence goes on, and like it is you know well done but it's such a missed opportunity to mention some actual characters from the books because like every time (laughs) and then he talks about Trevor apparently there's no problem with his hair he's got a shaved head and he likes books as almost as much as Liz does Mm -hmm. but Liz insanely dismisses him because he doesn't like sports and yeah. Enid's as baffled as we are uh, well I'm glad someone else is too because yeah Enid's <laughs> like what are you talking about you hate sports uh, and Liz is like yeah I know but there's just something really sexy about a guy who's into sports and again we cut back to the classroom and all the jocks are high-fiving <laughs> each other <laughs> oh that yeah, oh, the extras are extra ink, oh, extra hard. <laughs> they <laughs> are. Um, so yeah, so Enid just kind of points out that like, look, if you want a guy who likes sports, then just get back with Todd. Um, and then Liz is kind of like, well, you know, I have been thinking about him. And before she says anything else, she realizes that the microphone is on. So she's like, oh my God, is this thing on? And then everyone laughs in the classroom. And it is quite, it's a very well done little sequence. It and is. I did really like it. <laughs> Enid just goes, oops. I mean, cut to credits. Mm-hmm. So after the credits, uh, Edith and Liz are emerging from the intercom room and <laughs> Edith tries to persuade Liz that, you know, nobody listens to the morning announcements and nobody will have heard her. And uh, then hilariously, a guy in like tennis whites hilariously points his tennis <laughs> racket at Liz in a sort of tennis racket equivalent of finger guns and then yes. muscles his hair. <laughs> it's great. He's like, hey Liz. And yeah, the hair muscling is really funny. Um, so Enid's like okay so one guy heard us you know it's not the end of the world and then there's like this little nerdy guy who's wearing a varsity jacket and he puts on a football helmet and goes hey Liz check this out and starts like throwing himself against the lockers and grunting and my notes here were very (laughs) alarming to be honest (laughs) my notes eh a deranged nerd puts on a helmet (laughs) and slams self on lockers while grunting yeah it's very worrying behaviour I hope he's okay (laughs) very extreme and it goes on for like longer than you think way too long yeah Yeah. way too long (laughs) so uh Liz just can't believe it and Nina's like neither can I people are actually listening to my announcements um (laughs) but uh Liz is more concerned that the whole school now knows about her personal life and now she's sure Todd will think he can get Liz back anytime he wants and we cut to uh the lockers (laughs) We do. And again, this is one of those really funny cutaways where it cuts directly to Winston talking to Todd saying, did you hear that? You can get Liz back whenever you want. (laughs) Well, Todd is not so sure. He thinks it sounded like Liz has loads of options. And Winston's like, well, look, you're the one you want. And Todd, you know, uh, and... 100% 100% obviously being sarcastic says hmm. yeah right I'll snap my fingers and she'll come running and of course who should just hear the last part of that remark but listen Edith 
Well, there you go. The timing was terrible for Todd here because, yeah, in fairness to him, and I hate to defend Todd, he was being very clearly sarcastic. But of course, out of context, it does sound like he does actually believe this. So Liz hears this and she's just like, oh, what the fuck is this? Well, we cut to the casa where Jessica mm-hmm. is lying on her bed. And it took me a while to get oh, what was going on. Yes. <laughs> Same. Okay. Glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> because she's reading a book with this truly, I mean, as a graphic designer, Karen. Oh God, Anna, this fucking book jacket is so upsetting. It's just, it's like they went out of their way to make it look as absolutely shite as possible. And like, it just bothered me every time I saw it. It's just, ugh. <laughs> well, can you tell us the title of this terribly jacketed book? I can. Yeah. So yeah, we're cutting to Jessica, who's enthralled and reading a book, apparently titled Silos of Billings, Montana. I was so baffled by this initially because I was like, is that just silos? Like, is she, what? Is she reading a book about engineering? Because like, (laughs) Billings, what's Billings? Um, so uh, the phone rings and it's Lila and uh, Jessica tells her that this book is so romantic and she wishes she could be swept off her feet. And then the doorbell rings and she can see the silhouette uh, of a man with a camera. Yes. So she opens the door and like very surprisingly for this show, it's like an actual 90s teen hunk. It's just it's so rare that it happens because he is like a good looking guy who seems like he's about the right age for what? these girls. It's well, all very unlikely. <laughs> he is played by Jens, Jens, Jensen Ackles, mm. um, who I know was later in um, one of the leads in Supernatural with Dean from yes. Gilmore Girls. So I never oh, watched I it, but I do know is. of it. Yeah, no, again, yeah, like I have heard a lot about Supernatural. I've never watched any of it. But yeah, he's one of the Winchesters. Yes. Um, I didn't realise that Dean from Gilmore Girls was the other one. He is. That's all I know about Supernatural is that Dean from Gilmore Girls is one of the two brothers. Okay, so this is the other one. (laughs) Yeah, But yeah, so it is funny though, because yeah, Jensen Ackles clearly has gone on to have a very big uh, acting career in TV, like, and is very well known. But it was just funny that it was just like, oh, look, Dean Hunk. Oh, very famous guy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I looked up to see, like, was this one of his first roles? And uh, according to his Wikipedia page, he was born in March 1978. Um, So this episode came out in 96. So he Mm. was only 18. Like, he was actually a teen. Wow. Yeah. No, and he, but he does look like a proper, like, teen heartthrob for the yes. 90s kind of thing but it's, just so, it's just so unusual because they're always dads and chinos like these well, low-interest lads that pop up <laughs> we've got some dads and chinos later on so oh, I mean obviously <laughs> we're never without them it's just nice to get a break from them every so often somebody who actually looks like the sort of pin-ups of yes. the mid-90s <laughs> exactly <laughs> well this pretty boy hug says he's lost and Jessica says are you a photographer and and uh, she's all dazed and he's oh. like, yes, I'm shooting for National Geologic. Are there any grain silos around here? And this was when it started ringing yeah. bells and I was like, Same. oh, it's the bridges of Madison County. Yes, no, it actually took this scene for me as well to get it because I was not understanding this whole <laughs> silos thing whatsoever or Jessica's reaction to yeah. this guy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, when he starts asking, yeah, are there any grain silos around here? Then I was like, oh, okay, okay, I get it now. <laughs> and he's a photographer, yes. My vague memories of yes. the film, like I never read the book but yeah um, um, so jessica's yeah jessica's size and she's very dazed and dreamy all through this and she's just like oh my god silos just like in the 
book. And again, this is delivered really well by Brittany. Like she's yeah. very funny in all these bits. She is. <laughs> well, we cut to the moon beach where Todd tell or Winston tells Todd to stop overthinking this whole hmm. Liz thing and give gives him some of the new fish sticks, which are now the centerpiece of the moon beach's <laughs> menu. <laughs> Apparently they're freshly thawed. I know it's like that is that is not how you make them sound appealing. <laughs> no, and it's also not how you cook fish fingers. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so Winston points out, look, you've already booked the table at uh, what's it called, Le Petit uh, Bistro. Bistro. Mm. Um, so just ask Liz; she's over there. And uh, we pan over to a booth where Edith joins the twins. And uh, she's full of excitement about the uh, the Wallens' big bash. <laughs> she has quite the itinerary planned. Uh, because yes, as she explains, apparently after the hayride, they're going to bob for pork chops. <laughs> and then they're all <laughs> going to sing the Rollins family song. Uh, and then she kind of has a moment where she pauses and she's like, God, I hope everybody remembered to bring their kazoos. And then just delightfully starts playing a kazoo. <laughs> Well, Jessica is appalled and looks from <laughs> out from behind her silos book because apparently Enid is is ruining the romantic mood of the big scene she'd reached. And she very meanly says, you know, some people are hopeless romantics. You're just hopeless. Um, and not that Liz would defend her best friend at the best of times, but she's <laughs> particularly distracted at the moment uh, because she's still all wild up about Todd. Yeah, she's kind of spaced out, I think, when this bit with Jessica happens, because Enid's like, what's her problem? And getting no response from Liz. So she does ask her, look, are you still upset about this morning? Um, But Liz says no. So she's obviously (laughs) focused on Todd at the minute because she's just like, oh, God, where does he get off thinking he can snap his fingers and I'll come running? Uh, And then in the meantime, Todd comes over to ask Liz out on the date. And (laughs) I can't believe I felt bad for Todd here, but I actually Oh, my God, I know. (laughs) So he comes over. And he's like, oh, hey, Liz, um, I was wondering. And she just cuts him off straight away. And she's like, my answer is no. She's really snappy with him. And he's like, no. Oh, uh, OK. And he kind of just shuffles off really <laughs> sad. And Liz is just fuming. She's like, can you believe that guy? Just the cheek of him coming over here, all this, because she's just convinced that he actually does believe he can just get her back yeah. whenever he wants. Uh, so, yeah, it is, you know, as misunderstandings go, it is pretty funny. <laughs> it is. Well, Edith says, don't worry, there'll be loads of guys at the Rollins family reunion. And uh, she's going to set Liz up with her cousin Wilbur. Apparently, he uh, he has a mail order meat business, which now would be a real thing. Yeah, I'm sure. I know it's like a, it's like a comedy job, in this, <laughs> but now it's like no, that that would fully work. It's like yes, meat subscription box, a real thing, probably. <laughs> but um, but yeah, she points out that apparently Wilbur would be perfect for Liz uh, because of all this, and uh, apparently he can also hog tie a calf in eight seconds flat. Mm, I mean, is that good? I don't know. How long does it normally take? Eight seconds is pretty quick, I suppose, to do anything. So, I mean, good for him. True. Well, Liz reminds her uh, that she's vegetarian, which I guess is consistent in this season anyway. Mm. And um, Wilbur is absolutely not perfect for her. So they leave and Winston finds that they have left behind a copy of Saucy magazine. (laughs) Which is, cl- <laughs> is clearly meant to be their version of sassy, rather like <laughs> National Geologic, yeah. but the state of this thing. Like, I, what happened in this episode? Was their production designer just 
gone for the day or like unreachable <laughs> or something. Whoever was in charge of like prop design for this episode just clearly was at the bottom of a well or something because what the fuck is going on with that magazine cover and that awful book cover? It's just both of these things pained me every time I saw them. <laughs> so I initially thought that Saucy was meant to be like a zine or something because it looks yeah. so amateurish. It looks like something that's been photocopied 20 times and then just yes. like printed out and like there's nothing's out to the edge it's it's just oh it's awful it's so bad <laughs> it's upsetting it's causing you physical pain it really is <laughs> so uh Winston's intrigued when he sees there's an article supposedly an article about what women really want <laughs> So we cut to school the next day where Winston drags Todd into an empty classroom uh, because apparently he's found the Holy Grail. Yeah, the playbook from the other side, apparently. And he points out that there's a questionnaire uh, all about uh, yeah the, your ideal man that's been filled out by Liz. Uh, and Todd is like, what, you mean she reads this stuff? And Winston's like, all girls do. It's a conspiracy. See? Because he's pointing out articles with titles like How to Keep Your Man Down, Get What You Want, Learn How to Cry. He's like, like it's all here. <laughs> I gotta say that I was not surprised that this was written by a man. Um, this episode because she's <laughs> uh, quite misogynist. <laughs> oh, it really is. And like, I'm not super familiar with Sassy magazine, but as a version of that, none of that seems like the type of thing that would be found in that magazine. <laughs> Sassy used to have like Mike D and Iggy Pop and, it, yeah. you know, doing the problem pages. Like, it didn't <laughs> have... much cooler than all this nonsense. <laughs> Um, but also the learn how to cry really smacks of somebody like this fucking bitches crying to yeah. get what they want. <laughs> Turn it on, the waterworks. It's got shades of incel about it, yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> so Liz looks at the quiz um, and oh, Sassy used to have great quizzes. I actually have all my old issues from the early 90s until it died in the mid-90s. And I can see how I answered those quizzes oh, back wow. in like 1993. But, oh. uh, <laughs> yes, they would not have done a... If they had done a Water to Ride Jail Man, it would have been very tongue-in-cheek. Um, okay. <laughs> I remember they once did an amazing feature that like worked its way into me and my friend's vocabularies called The Tormented Boy. And it was like the artistic tormented boy, the, you know, the, the musical tormented oh, boy. And it was like a list of all the angsty boy stereotypes. And it was so funny. And uh, I, would have lo- I would have loved to see um, Sweet Valley dealing with something like that. But no, it's like, what's your ideal man? Mm. And apparently Liz... Uh, Todd admits that those are Liz's check marks, and it says that she uh, is turned on by her man sharing his interests with her. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Todd does get excited when he realizes that these are Liz's check marks. Check, yeah. check marks. But uh, yeah, Winston points out that all he has to do is share his interests with her. <laughs> Todd is like, I don't have any interests. <laughs> It's not wrong because Winston says, well, there's basketball, but Todd is like, oh, she hates basketball, which again, we have proven that it Mm -hmm. drove her insane when he was banging on about it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But Winston points out that she told the whole school that she likes sporty guys. So Todd kind of perks up a bit and he's like, oh yeah, that is true. Uh, So we then cut to the casa. We do. Where Liz answers the phone. To Bruce? I mean, what is happening here? Come on. I like... It, by the way everyone's reacting, this isn't Bruce Patman. This is some other yeah. guy called Bruce, uh, yes. which feels unlikely. And I don't know why they chose the name Bruce if it's not going to be Bruce Patman. Yeah. 
<laughs> the name of an iconic character. Like, why did that to us? <laughs> I was really like, oh my god, is this? Are we going to have a phone call from Bruce in military school or wherever he's gone? But yes. uh, but no, this randomer is uh, is just calling because, as we learned from Liz's side of the conversation, uh, he wants her to watch him lift weights. Yes, so Liz Liz declines, obviously. Uh, and when she hangs up, she explains to Ina that apparently ever since she said that sports were sexy, every jock in school has been calling her. Mm. Uh, so at that point, the doorbell rings. And as she's getting up, she's like, if I get asked to one more sport event, I'm actually going to scream. Um, but of course, she then has to answer the door to find Todd standing there. <laughs> Indeed, with an invite to the Lakers game, for which he has a box, apparently. And she just snarls and he's as bad as the rest of them and slams the door in his face saying, what a jerk. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> it's pretty harsh. I mean, I can see she's obviously fed up. And as far as she knows, Todd is being really like, I don't know, smug about this, even though he's mm. actually not. But yeah, so she's just enraged. Uh, and uh, Enid points out that, you know, just so you know, Wilbur would never ask a lady to a sporting event. You know, she does admit that maybe a monster truck pull, perhaps. <laughs> But not sporting. He's got class. <laughs> Indeed. It's too busy hog tying calves or whatever he was doing. Sure. <laughs> so Jessica comes in and gives out to Liz because apparently she's had so many messages. It has filled the tape of the answering machine. And as she says, Who do you think you are? Me? <laughs> yes. And she's extra annoyed because she's been expecting a very important phone call from a very important photographer. Well, this reminds Liz that there was a note left for Jessica on the windshield of the Jeep. And uh, this reminds Jessica of chapter nine of uh, Silos. (laughs) And then uh, she realises it's an invitation to a picnic. And apparently that's chapter 10. (laughs) Yes. So she just keeps going, oh, my God, this is just like the book. And then wonderfully, Liz gives her a look and she's like, wait, you're reading a book? And Jessica says she's not just reading it, she's living it. Yes, so she figures that if uh, if this mystery photographer man serves a lemon meringue pie at the picnic, then she'll know he's really the one. And of course, we cut to the picnic, shot very close up so they don't have to fork out the hassle of a you know location <laughs> shoot. No, we're definitely on like a grass verge in a car park or something. <laughs> I mean, if it's even real grass. Um, so he has dessert. And of course, it's a lemon rag pie that looks like shaving foam. On him. It looks like a sort of a custard pie from a slapstick moment. It looks like one you're about to shove in someone's face. It Indeed. does not look like a lemon meringue pie <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, Jessica's smitten. Yes. So we cut to school where Winston tells Todd he needs to find a new approach to Liz. And Todd points out that like she has turned him down twice and uh, says, even I can take the hint. Um, (laughs) But Winston says she's testing him. Mm, Yeah, he insists that he shouldn't give up uh, because apparently Liz checked a box that said the more assertive the guy, the better. And I hate this so much because Winston's like, oh, you know, you've got to tell her who's boss. And Todd very reasonably points out that doesn't sound like Liz. Uh, but then Winston is like, yeah, but who's checks, check marks? I can't say check marks for some reason. <laughs> I keep saying check, checks marks. <laughs> it's a weirdly unnatural phrase to say. Check mark. It's like I was fine writing it down, but saying it, <laughs> no, not happening. But uh, yeah, he points out that, look, Liz has filled this out, hasn't she? So he's like, OK, yeah, she has. So then Winston's like, good, so take oh. charge. Don't take no for an answer. Again, the motto of the Sweet Valley Boys, unfortunately. Oh, and, uh, Winston, yeah, and then, S2, Winston. Oh, I hate it so much. And again, he goes, show her who's boss. And my notes were just like, oh, Winston, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
about you too. Please no. <laughs> well, Todd is convinced. Mm. So we cut to a classroom where we hear Enid start to make her announcement. So I guess it's Wednesday. But then she's <laughs> booted off the microphone by Todd, who incredibly rudely says, Liz, meet me at my locker immediately. And Liz is, rolls her eyes. Yes. However, we do learn she turns up, which I certainly wouldn't. Oh no, I'd have left him hanging completely yeah. as well. But yeah, we cut, we cut to, to Todd standing in front of his locker and all these <laughs> jocks, aka dads. <laughs> <laughs> Up and he's like, uh, hey guys, what are you doing here? And they're like, oh, we want to watch you in action, bro. You're the man. And again, all the extras are like, yeah, bro, we're taking notes. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so they want to see if he can close the deal, uh, as they horribly put it. <laughs> well, Liz turns up and uh, understandably is like, what the fuck's going on here? And uh, Todd says, you, me, tonight. And again, Liz is like, what the fuck? As the jocks get very extra, like, oh, man, oh, good head. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> But yeah, so Todd is like, I know you want a guy who tells you who's boss. And then he kind of falters a bit and he's like, don't you? And Liz is like, are you out of your mind? What are you doing? Uh, And Todd is like, I'm trying to give you what you want. (laughs) Liz, clearly unimpressed, is like, well, what I want is is the Todd I used to know, but he's (gasps) gone and I'm gone too. And she stalks off, just completely (gasps) done with this whole situation. Quite rightly so. And one of the jocks goes, oh, that hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Go home to your children, all you jocks. (laughs) I swear to God, they, no exaggeration, look at least 35. Oh my God. Like they just got the sound guys and threw some varsity jackets on them or something. (laughs) I don't know what's happening with these extras. (laughs) Well, we cut to the castle where Jessica lets in her new beau, who shows her all the photos uh, he took of their outing. And he's like, oh, I spent all night developing them. But then she notices like they're in a package from Quickie Photo. (laughs) Yeah. And she questions this and he's like, well, I spent all night waiting for them. <laughs> and that bizarrely convinces her. Um, because, but she she says she's, she's surprised by them because I think she was expecting some sort of exquisite portraits. Mm. But uh, they're just totally out of focus. And he says that's his unique style. <laughs> yeah, like these photos are garbage. They're all blurry and you can't make out anything, whether it's a tree or a person. Nothing is clear. Uh, but yeah, he, he he picks out one in particular. He's like, oh, this one's my favourite. It's so beautiful. And Jessica's like, it's my elbow. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, but it's your elbow. <laughs> and of course that works on her. So oh, yeah. she's totally <laughs> smitten. So then, uh, by the way, still hasn't got a name, photographer boy. Um, <laughs> he invites Jessica to a party where we'll have exotic food, dance all night. And she accepts, they embrace and he leaves. But Jessica realises that there's no party in the silos of Billings, <laughs> Montana. Yeah, so she kind of looks a bit confused and then sort of disappointed by this whole thing. So, yeah, clearly the, the book pattern is starting to fall apart. It sure is. Mm. Well, we cut to the moon beach where Winston tries to cheer up Todd with a fish stick for <laughs> Edith enters in the most Adorable outfit. Oh my God, she's so cute in this scene. It's actually ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, she comes in with like a bunch of random family members. uh, But Enid is just, she looks so cute. She's wearing this like little gingham, like red gingham top um, and these little like short dungarees and her backpack is like a big plastic daisy. Oh my God. It's so lovely and she looks so good. 
I would have killed somebody in the 90s for that Daisy backpack, I swear to God. It's, it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. I did have a cuddly toy backpack, so oh, as seen earlier on. Excellent. Well, uh, she's not alone. She's accompanied by her rootin' tootin' bumpkin relatives. Oh my God. They're so rootin' tootin'. Like we've got cowboy hats, bolo ties, women in bonnets, the whole thing. It's great. <laughs> well, one of them, I guess we could call him a runkle, um, says, I'll be hornswaggled. Is that real vinyl? And he points <laughs> at the booth and they all sort of ooh and ah over the booth. And uh, it, it's like, oh, here's Winston. He runs the place. Yes, he does. He does. It's very concerning. <laughs> but um, yeah, Winston waves uh, cheerfully and offers them a fish stick. And again, her uncle is amazed by this. He's like, fish in the shape of a stick. Um, and he's really impressed uh, by all of this. <laughs> yes, he wonders where uh, they, uh, where Winston caught such a, <laughs> such a beast of the sea. Mm. And Edith suggests they order some hoda- fish sticks for the hotel. Mm. And uh, the uncle is like, I'll take as many as you can catch. <laughs> so they head off and uh, Winston, who's highly amused, tells Todd to grab his fishing tackle because they're going to the shop to catch themselves some fish sticks. <laughs> Todd's not the mood for jesting. No, he's very downbeat. And he's like, no, thanks. <laughs> but um, Winston's like, OK, look, you made a mistake. And then he stops and he's like, OK, a lot of mistakes. <laughs> but tells him he's got to get back at the game. This is just a slump and he needs to snap out of it. And um, yeah, and uh, Todd or Winston says he can look to Saucy for advice. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's like, yeah, good idea. Hand it over. And Winston does. And Todd starts ripping it up. Oh God, yeah. So Winston like snatches it back. Uh, but as Todd points out, ever since he started listening to Winston and that stupid magazine, everything's just gone completely wrong for him. So he says, look, I've won her back before. I can do it again. So he kind of <gasps> gets away in a huff as if like he can do this himself and he doesn't need Winston's mm. help or Saucy's help. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut to the castle where Liz is now decked out in blue dig- gingham and uh, she's on the phone to Edith and she promises to get some dipping sauce for the fish sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jessica comes in. She's um, unimpressed impressed by uh, the prospect of Eden's relatives and their uh, menu. And she's also unimpressed by Liz's ensemble. Yeah, she questions whether it's a dress or a tablecloth. She can't really tell. Um, but uh, but Liz is like, well, you know, look, I know it's kind of dorky, but it'll make Enid happy, uh, which is very nice of her to like dress for the occasion for this uh, root and toot and hoedown. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Jessica's like, well, why stop there? Why not add some freckles and blacken out a tooth? So she's really uh, going hard on Liz. <laughs> And Edith's family, which is very mean. It's really mean. So Liz basically tells her to piss off. And, you know, doesn't she have, you know, somebody to sweep her off her feet somewhere? Mm. And uh, Jessica sarcastically says that she'd rather uh, be dosy doing at Edith's Neanderthal jamboree. So rude. Well, we cut to the countryside where the photographer Hunk is leading Jessica to... uh, some sort of celebration we could hear music hmm. in the background and uh, Jessica murmurs live band that wasn't in the book and the hunk says you've read the book um, which sounds insane and yeah. like he's talking about some sort of weird cult book <laughs> or the bible which you could also call a weird cult book that is true. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> yeah, Jessica's like, silos? And he's like, is there any other book? Again, all very culty now that you say. <laughs> Again, I have been watching Riverdale and I've reached the stage where there's oh, a cult. Okay. So, you know, I've got, 
I've got insane teenager teenagers being involved in cults mm. and also teenagers running eateries as uh, Veronica in Riverdale is running not oh. only a diner, but a speakeasy <laughs> beneath the diner. Well, of course. <laughs> Winston walked so that she could run <laughs> He laid the groundwork for these teen entrepreneurs <laughs> But uh, before Jessica can ask uh, You know, why are you talking about this book As if it is some sort of weird cult bible <laughs> She sees where he's taking her Yes, the celebration is revealed And it is in fact the Rollins hoedown There's a huge big banner with like Rollins family reunion uh, The band is in fact a very like country bears jamboree type of situation all the lads and their neckerchiefs with their <laughs> big like stand up bass instruments and whatnot and uh, and Enid comes running over delighted to see them both looking absolutely oh, fantastic God, she looks so good in this outfit like it suits her so well it's like this little kind of red halter top in that kind of bandana print yeah um, and like a long denim skirt and boots and she just looks so good like she looks amazing absolutely brilliant um well yeah we she looks around at her rootin' tootin' relatives including a toddler wearing a cowboy shirt which is a very good look that I approve of <laughs> yeah. and uh she welcomes cousin Brad <gasps> So yes, it dawns on Jessica what's happened here. And she's like, you're related to Enid? She's like, this is what I get for reading a book. <laughs> By the way, this was what the spoiler was in the blurb. It said that uh, Jessica takes Brad, who turns out to be Enid's cousin. Oh, but okay. I, yeah, no, that is very spoilery to be I fair. didn't want we, to give it away. No. Uh, the dot, dot, dot is definitely the right call. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this incredibly shocking twist. So uh, yeah, Jessica's appalled. And then Enid urges Brad to grab some mugs oh, of antique Gertie's clam cider. And I took that personally. <laughs> As well you might. I mean, come on. What the fuck is this about? <laughs> I'm well, we know there are those cocktails oh, that Christ. have yes. clam juice yeah. in them. So, you know, maybe it's only a matter of time before cider gets a look in. Sounds yeah. absolutely hideous, but, oh, you know. Like, it just, like, because it'd be kind of fizzy, wouldn't it? And clams, oh God, it's so upsetting. <laughs> just why, why, why? Why did they do this? Clams and apples together at last. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, Brad is pleased to hear that Gertie's here because apparently they said she'd never make paroles. So he runs off to get her delicious clam <laughs> cider. And uh, when he leaves, Enid's all like, oh, he's a photographer now. Hilarious. And Jessica is like, hang on, what? Oh, God. Yes. So Enid reveals that apparently every time Brad reads a bestseller, he doesn't just read it. He becomes it. Uh, Jessica is absolutely horrified by this. She's like, I am going to be sick. Um, and Enid's just like, yeah, you should have seen him after he read Interview with the Vampire. He filed his teeth down into little points and slept upside down. <laughs> and Jessica's appalled. But before she can say anything, a rootin' tootin' Rollins relative tells her not to be a wallflower, little lady. <laughs> Drags her off into the barn dance. Wonderful. <laughs> so we cut back to the moon beach where Willis is picking up the dipping sauces for the fish sticks. And mm -hmm. the least said about the Rollins family's uh, culinary <laughs> proclivities, the better. <laughs> Just choices were made. 
<laughs> do you want to share what they are or have you blocked Ooh. them out of your mind but okay. we could we could reveal what they are yes because winston kind of plonks them down one by one on the counter so he's like nacho cheese jalapeno swirl chocolate fudge <laughs> yay 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 <laughs> so when Winston turns around Liz is amused to see the copy of Saucy uh, folded up and put in his back pocket and uh, she's like what the hell are you doing with that and he says well you left it here you know oh I was meaning to give it back to you but Liz says she's not a saucy reader no she's never read it um, so Winston kind of under his breath he's like oh so that's why it didn't work um, and Liz is like what are you talking about so Winston ends up having to confess that look there was this quiz and Todd thought he'd be able to win you back because you filled it out um, but Liz starts giving out about Todd she's like oh that guy she's like but you know I thought all he had to do was snap his fingers so what do you mean he was trying to do anything and then uh, when Winston's like what do you mean when did he say that she's like he, he said it to you and Winston explains that that was totally sarcasm and he absolutely yeah. did not mean it because he is absolutely crazy about Liz he's like why do you think he's been such an idiot these last few days I tried to stop him which is a full on mm. lie but again Winston's <laughs> very enjoyable in this scene so yeah. <laughs> he's easily forgiven <laughs> true so Liz looks at the quiz and realises what Todd has been basing his behaviour mm. off and says she has to find him so she goes and Winston muses to himself that he should throw out the magazine but then he flicks through it and says as soon as I check out my love scoop and it's very good. And he does actually say it like that as well, when he yeah. drags out the loaves. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> well, we cut back to the Rollins hoedown where Jessica is still being, as my notes say, whirled around by <laughs> hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, mine just says hoedown is hoeing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one. Jessica puts the hoe into hoedown. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> well, she manages to, uh, to, to break away just... Uh, long enough to, to dig out her phone uh, and call Lila to come rescue her in her limo. Indeed. She sort of crouches down <laughs> as the as the, the bumpkins whirl around mm. her. And uh, she tries to escape, but uh, one of the Rollins has pulled her back into the fray. <laughs> There's no escaping the root and tootiness. <laughs> well, Edith arrives, or Liz arrives and uh, is greeted by Enid. Um, and uh, Liz says, look, you know, really sorry, but I can't stay. And Edith's like, well, Win- Wilbur isn't here yet. But Edith <laughs> says she has, or Liz says she has to find Todd. But then one of the yokels says they have to stop the music. Someone's above the wa- on the watchtower. <laughs> Don't you mean the water tower? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't actually say Watchtower. I mean, that's fair, you know, given the title. But yes, uh, and they're all like, oh my God, there's a boy up on the water tower. And they realise it's Todd. uh, (gasps) And then they all kind of like rush across to the base of this water tower. And this whole scene is very funny because all we see is the base of the water tower. Which is definitely... It's like we are definitely back on that like old timey Western set for this bit, I would say. With this oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, like we're, this is like its third appearance now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so it's all, all we see is like everyone gathered at the base of this water tower, just looking up at where Todd is apparently. <laughs> but we don't get any kind of view of him on it. No! You know, the insurance wasn't going to cover that. So it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> So they're all worried he's going to jump. Liz grabs a megaphone from somewhere and she's like, Todd, don't jump. Uh, and then one of the um, one of the uncles or somebody is like, oh, a slingshot will get him down. And he pulls a slingshot out of his pocket. And Liz is like, no, no, don't do it. Um, but then they realise apparently he's opening up a banner. Uh, Liz yes. can't look at this stage because she's so worried about him. And she's like, what do you mean a banner? Is he crazy? Uh, and then Enid starts smiling. 
smiling and she's like, nope, he's just in love. Um, I like that they come up with Liz not being able to watch to give us the mm. excuse of Enid describing it because we can't <laughs> see it happening ourselves. So we've got Enid like, no, he's opening a banner. <laughs> That's really true, actually. Because yeah, we're not seeing anything other than just them reacting to stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so Enid reads out that apparently the banner says, I love you, Liz. Can we start over? And everyone claps. Oh. <laughs> so we cut to Jessica, who must be like just a few meters away. Um, because she's still sort of in the shrub, I don't know, like the bush. I guess. <laughs> Scrub land. Yeah. So the limo pulls up and Jessica opens the door and she's like, Oh my god, thank God you're here. You know, this is um I desperately need your help. And a voice from within goes, it's always my pleasure to help out a pretty lady. And uh, we hear Jessica purr, where have the fowlers been hiding you? Oh, and she clambers into the limo looking delighted with herself. <laughs> well, we cut to the moon beach where Edith uh, says the, that it was, who's like, why is she at the moon beach? Why isn't she still at the reunion? We're going to find out in a minute that Todd and Liz are still back there. But anyway, oh, yeah, <laughs> she's decamped to the moon beach uh, and uh, tells Winston, sitting at the counter, she tells Winston that it was the best reunion ever, even though everybody got food poisoning from the fish sticks and the girls on each side of her spit their food out and walk away. Oh, <laughs> Winston's like, they were selling really well. Thanks a lot, Enid. <laughs> well, then Jessica strides in wearing a cowboy hat and saying she met an incredible guy. Yeah, his name is Will uh, and apparently he owns a ranch in San Antonio and very smugly, she's like, he's in the limo now getting a fax. (laughs) (laughs) So she's delighted with this turn of events uh, until Enid turns to her and she's like, oh, cousin Wilbur. Uh, Jessica's like, what are you on about? Um, Really impatient as always with the Enid. And it's like, that's his hat. She's like, God, you really have a thing for men in my family, don't you? Just gonna say about Wilbur, if he owns a ranch and his meat mail order meat company, he is a grown man and should not be going out with schoolgirls. No, he really shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Then again, unless this is like a a Winston situation where he's just some (laughs) hapless teen who now suddenly runs a ranch and a fucking full-time mail order meat business while also trying to just get through his high school experience and get his degree. Well, I mean, we did have uh, an, an actual teen who really looked like an actual teen, yeah. and as I said, was 18 years old, yeah. um, being a staff photographer for National Geologic. So, you know, we're in a world of child labour. Just it's baffling. Yeah. Well, Jessica's appalled, not at the fact that she was uh, about to hook up with a grown man, but by the no. fact that Will is Edith's cousin Wilbur. So she runs away saying, where's the emergency exit? But then she comes back to get her saucy, uh, which was lying on the counter and, and says, looking genuinely put out, who stole my saucy? <laughs> and again, a great reaction from Winston where he's just kind of nonchalantly kind of looking around like it's nothing to do with him. <laughs> Well, we cut back to the location of the hoedown, uh, where, as I said, Todd and Liz are still lingering for reasons best known to themselves. Mm. And Todd says he should never have listened to Winston. He was just confused because he didn't know what Liz wanted. And uh, Liz basically says, you thought I wanted you to nearly die on a water tower? (laughs) 
Yeah, but um, he points out that apparently this uh, banner stunt worked when he asked her to the spring dance before. And she's like, oh, yeah, you put the banner on the scoreboard. You've always been crazy. And she's like, yeah, crazy about you. <laughs> um, so Liz says she's happy to have the old Todd back, but he says he's not the old Todd because the old Todd let her go. And that'll never happen again. And they kiss. And then we pan up to see the banner. <laughs> and I have questions about the uh, arrangement of this banner. It's very strange. <laughs> but like, yeah, we do see the banner uh, kind of, but it's stretched like from the water tower to across to another thing. It also, it's very weird. It's like, is it a scale model? Is it a real? Oh, I, I, it's a very confusing shot. <laughs> so confusing. But uh, yeah, it's a big banner and it's over what is clearly, you know, the, mansion, the Manson family's ranch yeah. that we have seen before. We're back there on that old Spawn Ranch. (laughs) So funny that it keeps popping up. Well, they kiss. And that's the end of All Along the Water Tower. There we go. See, I thought the spoiler was going to be Liz and Todd getting back together because that is predictable. But no, the the Enid Cousin twist was actually quite a good one. It's actually a twist. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the grim inevitability of Liz and Todd getting There's back no together. There's no escaping Todd and Liz and their reunion. Ugh, God help us all. <laughs> well, Pi Beta Alpha siblings, what did you think of All Along the Water Tower? Are you a fan of Supernatural? Like, did you go, oh my God, it's, I don't know, whatever that their name is. <laughs> One of the twins. See, I think actually his name might actually be Dean in it. Which is why I also got extra confused then that Dean from Gilmore Girls is in it, but he's not Dean. The other guy is Dean. Oh my God, I still have his uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, oh, and yes, he is. is. <laughs> he is. He's called Dean Winchester in it. There you go. Yeah. So. And uh, Dean from Gilmore Girls uh, plays Sam Winchester. Sam. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those things like I've never watched it. And yet I feel like I've absorbed a lot of. Supernatural information just like being online. Yes, <laughs> it's one of those inescapable things that's like if you've ever been on Tumblr, you suddenly know things about supernatural <laughs> against your will. <laughs> wow, it started being it started airing in two thousand and five, so that oh. was nearly twenty years ago. Holy shit! Yeah, I was a guy that was <laughs> still about a million years old. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, are you a fan? So were you surprised to see little baby Jensen crop up um, as uh, the unnamed Rollins? Yeah. I know he did get a name in the last he five did minutes, in the end. but really. Revealed to be Cousin Brad, but like, was he actually a photographer? So for the fake National Geographic, was that all a lie? Like, this, I've got questions about Cousin Brad. I assumed it was just his persona from oh, the time. Like it was all yeah. a weird ruse. Maybe, he because he clearly... <laughs> He clearly wasn't able to develop his own photos. No, so. that's true. <laughs> Go down snappy snaps or whatever it was called. <laughs> Quickie photo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so did you get that Bridges of Madison County part, like parody the minute hmm. you said silos of yeah. Billings of Montana? <laughs> <laughs> or did it take things getting very obvious like it did for us before it made any sense? <laughs> <laughs> do let us know you know how to find us we are on twitter at svh podcast although can, we'll see how long that lasts oh look at it. 
<laughs> for now uh, yes but you can also email us at svhpodcast at gmail.com and of course we are on Instagram at svhpodcast where you had plenty to say about last week's episode news uh, from Nihon said thank you for bringing back memories of the era of cringy answering machine messages I knew it wasn't just my, me and the cast of Sweet Valley High <laughs> um, News from Neon went on, I remember being so excited my freshman year in college that my roommate and I had our own answering machine. We were both X-Files fans and I think our message was something along the lines of, you've reached Mulder and Scully, we can't come to the phone right now, we're out developing our emotions. We thought we were so clever. That is really funny. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> We also got a message um, from our pal Sarah Traver, uh, who said that as far as answering machines, she actually changed the family answering machine to <gasps> an actual Sweet Valley High book message. So, Holy um, shit, that's even is, better. Than- but this is this is so good. So back in book 24 in Memories, remember Jessica gets obsessed with um, Winston because his uh, uncle is a movie producer or she thinks that's what, what's uh-huh. happening. His uncle is coming to stay. So apparently when Jessica calls his phone, the message on the Egbert one is Winston saying, Egbert, summer home, summer home. Some are not. So, ah! so she changed the family one in her house to Selsing Summer Home. Some are home, some are now. <laughs> Which is adorable. Oh my God. That is amazing. It's please, so please keep your answering machine messages coming. I want to hear from the other people who changed their family's answering machine messages without their parents knowing about it. Because um, <laughs> you know, you know that that's a hilarious jest with a limited shelf life because they are gonna find out. Very but, true. Um, <laughs> it's good to see how long you can take it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking of all things outrageous, Kai did uh, made the excellent point. I can't believe this didn't strike me. She said, all I could picture when you were talking about Chad's popped collars was Josh Charles in the Wet Hot American Summer prequel series where he is like the ultimate preppy. And oh. <laughs> it is, I, I don't know if any of you haven't watched either Wet Hot American Summer or the prequels, they are extremely funny with mm-hmm. the most astonishingly good cast. And uh, Josh Charles is hilarious as an uber preppy uh, who does look like a more like Josh Charles is an attractive man. I've liked him since his uh, Knox Overstreet and Dead Poets Society days. But apart from the difference in attractiveness, he does have the vibe of Chad. Oh, <laughs> in last in when he's in Wet Hot American Summer. So thank you for reminding me of that, kind of. <laughs> Brilliant. I did like that. Um, lightly fried, heavily salted. It sounds like something from the Moon Beach. Um, oh, says uh, is Chad another forty-five-year-old dad? Because like, yes, he absolutely was. <laughs> Where do they keep finding them? <laughs> Seriously, like we know there were young actors around. <laughs> He found one for this episode. Why can't you keep doing that? <laughs> well, Kaita did ask a good question where she said, not sure why you guys were so surprised <laughs> that Liz would go for charmless D-bag Chad when her prior dating history was charmless D-bag Todd. <laughs> she has a type. Very fair. <laughs> and for Talk Chad 20 made a very good comparison between book Liz and TV Liz. Yes, uh, yes. They pointed out that TV Liz has the worst taste in guys, which yes, established. Uh, she likes them bland, arrogant, and dumb. Book Liz would definitely be rolling her eyes, inwardly judging her, and giving her a shoulder pat about it. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, <laughs> well, 
Thank you, Pi Beta Alpha siblings, both for joining us in the clubhouse this week and, of course, for supporting the show, which we hugely, hugely appreciate. Mm. Um, we hope that some of you will be joining us at, uh, in real life, a real life clubhouse. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> In just a few weeks. That's exactly what it's going to be. We're turning the Headstuff Studios into our clubhouse. (laughs) And everyone's invited. So, uh, (laughs) yes, I did bump into one of our listeners when I was at PJ Harvey on Saturday night. And she told me that she, I don't know if I should mention your name. (gasps) It begins with C. Uh, But um, she told me that she is not only going to dress up, she (gasps) is bringing along her partner and she is persuading him to dress up too. She's trying to suggest <gasps> Bruce. Oh my God. <laughs> Nothing has been finalized, but I do hope she succeeds in this mission. I am rooting for you. Oh my God. That's amazing. I'm very excited. <laughs> so, you know, no pressure, everybody else, but we do hope that some of you will be uh, decked out in your best Sweet Valley duds. Oh my God. It's going to be such good crack. Uh, and like there are still tickets left for it, but not very many. So if you are mm. thinking about it, do grab them while you can because yes. they are going. <laughs> they are going. So we'll have a, we'll have a packed out clubhouse um, at the end of, of <laughs> the month. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, we will be, we're sort of returning to our normal schedule um, very soon because everything's been slightly chaotic. We're actually mm-hmm. recording this episode like two weeks early. Yes. So <laughs> we're super confused. <laughs> we're so confused. We don't know what's happening. Karen's about to go on holiday now. So I think hopefully when we're both, we've both been nicely vacationed. Mm. Um, things will things will calm down a bit. Yes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we are back in the, in the main feed next week with a whole new trilogy. Oh, my god and hopefully this one actually will be a trilogy and they aren't going to lie to us and start making shit up halfway through and be like guess what there's another four books bitches and they're all terrible uh so yeah we're getting into the the pom-pom wars aren't we yes it's happening it's happening it's finally happening and i know it's three books because i have them in a physical copy that has all three books oh in it. actually yep so do i now that you say it <laughs> we're gonna have to go hunting for uh, cover images because yeah i think ours both have that really just like oh, terrible cover it's just like true. a bunch of circles with like nothing in them. <laughs> yeah, they don't even try. When they no. did those sort of little omnibus things, they didn't even try and like have an illustration. It was literally just sort of shitty mid nineties graphics. Mm. <laughs> yeah, even worse than the silos of Billings Montana book cover. <laughs> If such a thing is possible. <laughs> I mean, it's close one competition, but yeah, I think you're right, sadly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we will um, see you in the main feed. I'm very excited about this now. Me too. <laughs> for part one of Jessica Quits the Squad. Wonderful. But we will see you back in the clubhouse in two weeks' time. Oh my God, I can't wait for this. When we find out what happens when Lila and Jessica give a certain beloved character a makeover so they can say, My fair shred. Oh, fuck yes. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) We miss him. Oh my God. That's brilliant. (laughs) See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.